this shit out. Gucci rapper, my dog pick out. Holding the dick down. Hey yo, I heard you sing. Well, you better make a whole new song. If they said that shit is hot, then they told you wrong. Clown niggas, you ain't got a chance at all. Big L Cody on. Thank you very much. Who advanced for y'all? That's right. Thank you, Big L, for pulling us in. This is Dunk You Very Much, Taipei's number one English language NBA podcast, brought to you tonight from where are we, Matt? We're in the middle of Taipei, middle of Shida, middle of nowhere. We're near Shida, we're near Taida, we're near all that da stuff, man. Dashways are all around us right now. We got night markets busting on every corner. My name is Sam Yarbs. Uh, happy to be here with you, as always, my good friend. Matt Von Ryan. Oh my goodness. We Playing got, the devil's advocate tonight. We got so much to talk about. Yeah, some devil's advocate. I like this. We, uh, it's, it's been the NBA draft. It's been a few days. We have a couple days to digest this. Uh, we're going to call up some, some, we're going to Google some data right now. But um, at the end of this NBA draft, like as, as the days have gone by, I've just been left, Matt, with this taste in my mouth. Like, I, I think, I don't think there's a single team. I don't like anyone's draft. I think every team. I think it's hopeless. I think every team, I don't want to say fucked up, but yeah, I'll say fucked up. I think, I think, I think the draft, this 2017 draft, the greatest draft in years. I don't like what any team came away with. I don't like when people are talking about the winners and losers. I don't agree with any of the winners. Um, I, I, I'm upset at this draft. I'm angry at the at the draft as a concept and as an idea. So we're gonna go through it blow by blow right now. But and so talk about these teams. just to yeah. clarify, does that mean you think the teams actually had? good choices to make and they didn't make them or that the draft is just overrated there wasn't the talent there and there are no winners it's a it, it's an excellent question it's a case by case these are basis. the kind of questions i make it's a case by case basis man in certain cases i like an individual picks but when i step back i feel like it's all a mirage and what better place to start then right at number one, where the Philadelphia 76ers took Markel Fultz, our guy out of Washington. Uh, what, did, what did you think of that pick at number one? Highest talented guy, biggest upside, no-brainer. You know, Boston fans are going to wonder their whole lives if they missed out on something. I think for Philadelphia, it makes them really excited. And I think it makes them an NBA playoff team next year. All the talents leaving the East. Wow. I think you have... I think Hot. I, I would bet they make the playoffs. This is going to be a future... That's a, a scorching future, hot take. This is a future a podcast. scorching hot take. An NBA playoff team next year. You heard that correctly. Right here. A 2018 NBA playoff team, the Philadelphia 76ers. This is a teaser. In a couple of weeks, we'll be doing our NBA playoff odds. Vegas will be releasing the NBA playoff odds for each team. And we'll look at the, the teams we like. And, and you like that 76ers long shot already. You like that. And Vegas so far has released three teams. Minnesota, Lakers, and the 76ers odds. The 76ers odds are almost 50-50. It's almost even money to make them 50, play. Uh, that so was, people I are would, drinking the Kool-Aid, and I'm first in line. I love to bet against that. Philadelphia, the, I'm not the first person who's got on, on the mic and said that what the, the process is essentially a Ponzi scheme. But I, I'm, <laughs> I am blown away by what Philadelphia has actually done here. Because if a future first-round draft pick represents the ultimate hypothetical in terms of a player's yeah. contribution to your team. They've gone a step further, Matt. They have replaced the hypothetical draft pick, which 
actual hypothetical players. <laughs> ben Simmons and Joel Embiid have played a total of, I believe, less than 60 games in the last three years combined. It's exactly they 60 games. hypothetical players. They are figments of our imagination. I heard Joel Embiid played this year. I don't believe that it might be really true. Ben Simmons <laughs> seems so uninterested with being on a basketball court in any time in the near future. Their core, their big four... Is basically a Wait, guy who four. was the first round Who's pick. the fourth? Oh, the Just feds. You got to include Dario in the feds to make feds. You didn't see Embiid's tweet? The feds? The feds, no. Fultz, Embiid, Dario, and Simmons. I believe that's what it is. I don't know. He's mixing first names and last names. I don't know how, I don't know how he came up with that acronym. They have, yeah, they, they, have, they have literally they found a way. How do we kick the can further down the road? Because eventually we have to actually select players with our draft picks. We Time can't keep turning draft picks into draft picks. No, they've turned their draft picks into players who aren't actually basketball players because they're never on the court. They have hypothetical team. It's a hypothetical team. It's a hypothetical roster. We <laughs> might, they might have a starting five next year of Dario, Simmons, Embiid, Fultz, and uh, who's that guy that like in the TJ? No, TJ, TJ's around the pine, man. The, uh, the buddy in the fifth, uh, Rashawn Holmes. Holmes, mm. Holmes on the fifth. They also might have a starting five of Mikel Fultz, Dario Saric, TJ McConnell, Holmes, and whoever the fuck is backing up for Embiid because Simmons and Embiid are hypothetical players. They are not real NBA players. You need to play more. I'm going to do my Zach Lowe right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You need to play more than 40 NBA games if I'm going to call you an NBA player. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. They have kicked the can down the road. I, I like nothing about the 76ers. I would bet against them in every way, shape, or form going forward in the future. Great. Cool to be excited about. But no, the, the, the 76ers, the, the, their draft is garbage because their team's garbage. I'm done. That's a great transition. I have a surprise for you, Sam. In the next coming weeks, I've prepared a game for you. It's did Zach Lowe say this? I'll prepare a rand <laughs> and randomly select by the coin flip so there'll be no mental games. Whether I'll say a real rant or a fake rant. All right. It's gonna I'll, be a- I'll collect the real rant. I'll collect the fake rant. I'll flip a coin to decide which one I choose from. I like that. And I will do it and you will tell me. If I like that. Something. It's going to be a dead giveaway though because if it starts with, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, then I know it's Zach Lowe. I know Zach Lowe did <laughs> They will all start this. He's the most <laughs> apologetic NBA writer. I love Zach Lowe. He's a fucking great NBA writer. But man, I'm podcast. You got to stop apologizing for shit. All right. Let's, so, uh, yeah, so all right. the last thing on the 76ers is they also have space. They can sign... A player. They could sign Lowry. More, exactly. Hypo, more hypothetical <laughs> players. Yeah, great. we well, got space. That's the ultimate hypothetical player. Their team is an illusion. <laughs> it's an illusion. They're magicians. They're like the ultimate magician who can convince you a mountain has disappeared when you're lo- looking at it from a certain angle, man. They're, yeah, yeah well, they're hypothetical space. Well, I think it's coming together. I think the illusion will become visible and yeah. we're going to look back and say this is the, the building of something great. I think this is going to be a juggernaut in the East. For the next couple of years. Like, I think yeah. they're, they're building, but I think they're going to be immediately good. Yeah. But for now... When Simmons and Embiid are on the injury list next year, and Kyle Lowry isn't taking questions from the press because he's angry with the way Brett Brown's been handling his minutes with faults, we'll talk about the juggernaut of the Sixers. I hate what the Sixers did with this draft. So Let's move on to number two. So you're against this pick, but what about Lonzo Ball to the Lakers? Like, this has been predicted by his father for years. This has oh. been predicted by... Most people for Fantastic. months. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Just fucking just... How could you shit on this pick? Just it's amazing. Just absolutely hormone. I mean, anytime that you have a chance as the Lakers 
to draft a pick that you need to deal away the former second overall draft pick in the NBA draft. Former meaning two years before. Two years <laughs> Less before. Less than two years prior. Less than two, two years prior than that draft. years prior. Bye-bye, our number two overall pick. It's a redundant position right now because we've fucking given... Like, like I, I, this again, this is one of the bigger picture ones. I'm not shitting on Lonzo Ball to the Lakers, but you already did this. You already drafted your point guard of the future at number two. You had to get rid of him to get rid of the fuck-ups you made in the offseason signing Timothy Mozgov and Luol Deng to ridiculous contracts. But how much of it is just new management? Where, where Whatever's a new owner or new management, they want to get rid of whatever the, the former reign did. They want to make mm-hmm. their own stamp. They want, this is my team. Yeah. So even though it's horrible that you're atoning for mistakes that you made mm-hmm. July 1st last year, less than 365 days ago, don't you think that given the circumstances that they have to make a move that people in the situation will always make a splashy move to say, this is my team. Don't you think these are pretty good moves? I mean, and we can talk about what they got back. They got Brooke Lopez. They got a pick. They got rid of Timothy, Ma- Timothy Moskov. Like, don't you think this is actually a pretty good trade for them? In, in when, you, when you put it in the situation of... Wow, we already fucked up our roster so hard. Wow. We already fucked up our roster so hard that, A, we're drafting number two in the NBA draft. We're getting rid of a two-year-ago number two pick. No, like, like everything like everything you said, I think, just reinforces what I think about this. The fact that the new ownership needed to come in and make a splashy pick because you're already so fucked. That, that's what people need to do. The, the teams that are winning consistently, the teams that are getting it done night and year in and year out, aren't the guys looking to make a splash. That's Vivek logic right there. Make a splashy play. Make a new play. I, I like Lonzo Ball and the Lakers, but you got rid of the first round pick two years ago. It makes the Nets look... We made the Nets look smart. You made the Nets look intelligent. Can you imagine when was the last time anyone said that about the New Jersey Nets roster construction? That's a great point. It was a great deal for the Nets. They Absolutely. have a horrible roster. Somehow they had the second round pick from two years ago. Absolutely. So the first two picks were pretty chalk. Everyone yeah. knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. What about 3-11? to 11? This is where the talent is. Which pick angers you the most? Which pick angers me the well? Which which was the biggest miss? Which was the biggest? You're calling bullshit. I hate this draft, so I I don't know if I can pick just one. So let's 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 keep going through it one at a time right now. Number three, I absolutely despise (laughs) Jason Tatum to my, my my hometown Celtics. I'm I'm a huge Boston Celtics fan. I'm fucking dyed in green right now, and I cannot I cannot explain. How much more exciting the number three pick in the MB- in the 2017 NBA draft sounds than Jason Tatum? The, just the difference the, the difference between potential and reality on your team is so disheartening to pick up Jason. T- the, the fact that at the end of this amazing fleecing of the New Jersey Nets, where we got the first picks from them. 2016, uh, Pipsclop 2017, first pick 2018. We might end up with Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and who the fuck knows. I mean, this is, this is what we got right now. This is what we got right now. What are the Celtics doing? What are they building for? Are they building for next year or are they building for five years down the road? Yeah, I think going into last year, the most optimistic Boston fans would probably say if we could have had, if we could get the fourth pick from the Boston Sorry, excuse me, from the... From the Nets, of that swap, yeah. That would be great, like, because they're a decent team, and they have no incentive to tank. So they're probably going to be around four or five. They're going to be gunning for it, right? Yeah, right? playing like, Lopez, a lot of minutes, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah going out there. And then somehow, it's you the get the one. first pick. The first. It's so unlikely. 
it's it's insane. You got it. And then what do you do when you have it? Wait, you flip it for the down. three. This, so reminds, the yeah. this reminds me of like your friend or us at lower moments of our life when we're trying to get this really hot girl and we get the hot girl and we're like, oh shit, I can't oh, handle this hot shit. This girl is too hot. Like, uh. I can take a couple of cool selfies, show them to my friend and then <laughs> date a girl lower down. I'm going to trade down on this. Yeah. I'm going to be the... I'm going to be the alpha in my relationship. She got a thirsty friend. We're going to call her and say, <laughs> no, but exactly. I, I, I mean, the reason I hate this trade for the, uh, for the Celtics is that um, I think you either stay at one or you get more from moving down. They, they, moved, they, they, they went in the middle. They moved down. They didn't get enough. Jason Tatum, God bless him. If he's an all-star, you can fucking make me eat my words. But right now, the first two-thirds of this amazing New Jersey Nets fleecing has netted me Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And it's I'm not, not excited. It's, yeah. I would rather have the picks again. I just don't see it. Okay, so what do you think about Danny Ainge's logic that Tatum is the best player in this draft? If you agree with that, do you think they got enough? Because they got the Kings, I mean, they got the Lakers pick next year, which probably won't, they probably won't actually get it. So they have unprotected Kings pick? That's, that's, that's gold. That's, that is that's gold. great, that's great, that's great. But you know what? Jason Tatum is not the best player in this draft. Markel Fultz was not the best player in this draft. Lonzo Ball was not the best player. Josh Jackson was not the best player. Darren Fox was not the best player. The Laurie Markman was the good. Now, the best player in this draft was swapped for the 7th and 16th pick. He was Jimmy Butler. Because if mm. you had that third pick I, right there, Jimmy Butler was clear. Like, they, they swapped Butler for the 7th and 16th. That was the, that was the play. Butler was in play when you have picks that high. And the Celtics didn't make that move. And I know this is entirely contradictory to what I said pre-draft. I was going to say, this is not what you said last week. But I didn't know this the price was I said that you were yelling at me. I was yelling. I was like, because my, my basic thought was that the Celtics had to, had to move past IT and look, and look to the future. And Jimmy Butler's timeline didn't align with what I hoped was going to be the number one pick at that time, Markel Fultz. And it turned out Jimmy Butler's price was a half a bag of Doritos, a pick swap, like you, instead of seven and sixteen, might I trade the three and sixteen? Give him, you know, Avery Bradler and Crowder. That like I would have signed up for that in a second, absolutely. But here's why it's not surprising. What was the price for Demarcus Cousins? Remember when that trade came through? Mm. They got a very disappointing number six pick in Buddy Hield, who had a horrible rookie year yeah. until he went to the Kings. They actually played pretty well, and then they got a first round pick. That was it. That's it. And the first round pick was the tenth pick. Yeah, Buddy Hield in the tenth pick for Demarcus Cousins. The best traditional center in the mm-hmm. NBA. Yeah. And when the trade came out, all the all the pundits were saying, aren't the other teams looking around saying, hey, how come we didn't get a phone Haven't call? Haven't they made a phone call? Yeah. But the truth is, they actually probably did. They all probably got phone calls, and that's the price. And then you see the price for Jimmy Butler, two players who have extremely underperformed, plus they did a pick swap, so they got the 7 for the 16, which is... Insanely cheap for Butler. Insanely cheap. Boogie and, and Butler. He's, he's yeah. a great two-way player, and... He's 27. He's in the middle of his prime. Yeah. He's... I, th- I think he's he's the guy I would want on my team. I'm a, I'm a huge yeah. Blazer fan. I would trade... It, it kills me to say it because he's the face of our franchise, but Lillard for Butler straight up would make our team <laughs> Of course so you trade Lillard better. for Butler. I know you're he, a Portland homer, but Christ, anyone make that move. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but Lillard's like fourth team all in the Oh, yeah. No, he's got some like, great Adidas shoes commercials. I love, oh, I love dude, his shit. I love his shit. Number four. Number four, we have Josh Jackson going to the Phoenix Suns. Can, I think can, we skip it. Do you give a shit? Yeah. Give Does a anyone shit. give a shit about the Phoenix Suns? I like no, this pick. Okay. Number five. All here's, right, Darren Fox. Here's the whole... Oh, one of the big winners of the draft. The Kings. A big winner. 
fish. They Absolutely. are. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> another, another hot take. Today is the uh, the twenty seventh. It's about two in the morning. The Kings are winning the two thousand twenty one NBA championship. What, what do you got? De'Aaron Fox is the best player out of this draft. The best player out of this he draft. He is so tenacious on defense. Man. Yes. I, I I don't know if you can maintain that. Like once you get paid, I think it's easy to be like hungry college student, like hungry yeah. rookie trying to get that extension. I don't know if he can maintain it, but man, he is elite defensive player and he plays people full court like no one does that in the NBA and he's, he's going to keep doing it he's all his press conferences he keep doing he's it? got he keep doing that? so much is he keep doing that? Is he he's going to keep doing it for 82 games he's going to keep doing that is he, he said it in all his, it says, he says this is what I do I shut people down in the Elite Eight he dominated Lonzo Ball just completely made him obsolete mm-hmm. I think he's going to do it in the NBA as well Mm-hmm. He's gonna get schooled. He's gonna he's gonna get crossed over. He's gonna nutmegged. He's gonna get embarrassed. But he's came on record. and He's got this tenacious. Oh, he's a winner. That's what I. He's got that fire, right? That's what I. That's what. That's why I like Jimmy Butler too. But De'Aaron Fox is elite defensive, and he's he's got some skills offensively too. He doesn't have the range, but he's really good around the basket. By range, you mean ten ten feet? Ten 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 feet can hit a can elbow jumper? How's his elbow jumper? Yeah, I said he doesn't have range, so yeah, by ten feet I mean he doesn't have ten feet, but inside of inside the, the perimeter, like yeah. in, inside the restriction area, he's he's If he's you put great. a white X on the on the box, he could hit that nine times out of ten. But you know, like so much of like what we make about space is shooting threes, but actually like if you can cut you actually make more space than anything else. If you can cut, you're going to get triple teamed. Everyone's going to collapse on you. If you can beat your guy, if you're quick, people are going to collapse. Then you kick it out. You don't just need three-point shooting. You need I think, uh, I think Phil Jackson made the same point last week. I agree with you, absolutely. Penetration is the key to the modern NBA. No, I mean, he's like a tiny Westbrook who can't shoot. Uh, and so now he's the starting point guard for the Sacramento Kings, a team that's going nowhere. He's well, much better defensively than Westbrook. We can get into Westbrook. Westbrook was lauded for his defense in his early years. As well. In his first few years in the league, Westbrook was lauded as being a one-on-one lockdown defensive I, player. And I, in recent years, he's, he's obviously shifted more towards the offensive end and his tendency to drift. And I, yeah, like, like I said, like, yeah. I don't know how long you can maintain that fire. Because that's what I think. Like, yeah, that's what I'm not. I'm not anti De'Aaron Fox. I'm anti everything Sacramento did in this draft, especially wow, after wow. Sa- after after De'Aaron Fox. Wow. I don't mind the De'Aaron Fox one, but you picked a point guard who can't really shoot, and in the 2017 NBA, I don't know what that gets you. And uh, he's a good scorer, though. Yeah, he's 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 a, he's a good scorer, instinctive scorer. With the best. Yeah, he might he might he might average 18 points a game for the 11th. Placed Western Conference Sacramento Kings for the next twenty years, but but how can you hate the Kings draft? Oh well, let's let's talk about it then. Let's talk about it. Justin Jackson and um, Harry Giles. And so Harry Giles, they traded yeah. the tenth pick to the Blazers for the fifteenth and twentieth, which was yeah. too much. Of yeah, if the, yeah, just a lose lose trade. But again, it's a lose 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 draft in my opinion. So yeah, so um, so here's the the phrase I've heard most commonly used to describe uh, what the Kings strategy was. I've heard this phrase used on multiple podcasts and in multiple formats. It's called split the baby. Are you familiar with this phrase? He split the baby. You take Justin Jackson. He's a guy, he, he might not have the highest ceiling, but his floor is very high. 
you know he's consistent at what he can do. His ceiling is not going to blow the roof off. He's not going to be a number one option, but his, his floor is low. He's going to come in and do that. And Harry Giles is the opposite. He's the guy whose, whose floor might be very low because of his injury history, but his ceiling is off the roof. He could be a Chris Webber 2.0 type guy. So what they did is all I the pundits are saying. Split the baby. They split the baby. <laughs> and it. I've heard this used over and over again, which is just fucking irritating me out of my it. mind because the original phrase, split the baby, is a biblical story. Let's get biblical for a second, all right? Two women are fighting over custody of a baby. They bring it to the wise King David. They say, this is our baby. This is my baby. It's my baby. It's my baby. And David says, hey, stop arguing. We're going to cut the baby in half. Each of you guys take half the baby. And one woman says, okay, that's fine with me. And the other woman says, no, fine. Let her have it. Take the baby away. Sure. And the king, wise king knows, of course, the woman who wouldn't kill the baby is really the mother because she cares enough about the baby, whatever like that. Anyway, the, the point is, you don't fucking split the baby. That's the point. You don't split babies. No one wants to split babies. Why do you split babies? You end up with one guy who's a sub-average, like, fucking replacement-level NBA player, another guy who's an, enormous, who's an enormous injury risk, Harry Giles. There's a very, very good chance... <laughs> Buddy healed the Aaron Fox background. This is what people. This is the winner. That, the that is NBA good. Draft. That is a great backcourt. It is great. It is great. Buddy Hield is it a is great. Great scorer and De'Aaron Fox is elite defensively. That is, I love that. Buddy Hield is a great scorer. If they could trade for a, is a, a great center, score. I'm gonna, like I'm gonna focus <laughs> on one sentence you just said, which is Buddy Hield is a great. Scorer, he's great. He's gonna be, yeah. He's gonna ball. be a great scorer. Um, he joins the the hall of Philadelphia hypothetical since, great scorers. Since like in New Orleans, they didn't have a point guard. Drew Holiday was injured. Mm. They had like Tim Frazier, or I can't remember. They just traded for Tim Frazier, whatever. Tim Frazier was in the mix. Tim Frazier was traded from New Orleans to Washington. Yeah, so he was there, and when he went to the Kings. He started playing more two guard and playing off the ball. And he shot over forty yeah. percent from three with the Kings, and he's, he's a scorer. But when you match a scorer with a defensive stud, that's your backcourt. I like that a lot. Yeah. I, I mean, if you get a twenty-four year old who's just found his position finally, I mean, I think you are set for generations probably. So the Kings, let's just pencil him in for a couple Western Conference Finals. No, I, I, I know, I know. I'm being, I'm being, I'm being aggressively a dick about this draft. I don't like it. I don't like what the Kings did. I don't think. I think Fox is a great high character guy. I don't think he. I, I don't see the physicality. I don't see the body to play the NBA, the point guard in the modern NBA. I see him bothering smaller point guards. I see other teams going big on him, and uh, I don't know. I just uh, okay. and, and, and his shot is a huge question mark. And Guile's entire body is a huge question mark. And Justin Jackson getting drafted in the first round is a huge question mark. I just don't like what the Kings did, and and the people that people are rushing to declare them winners. I'm I'm, I'm hedging hard against that. I don't like it. What do you think about Malcolm Brockton? What's it, Malcolm Brockton? Um, you gotta answer I wake up most mornings asking myself the same question. I, 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 don't, I, don't, have a, I don't have a strongly developed... Uh, I don't even know if I can tell you what team Malcolm Brockton plays for, which is why maybe I shouldn't be on an so, NBA podcast. He was like... No, no. He was a late first-round pick right. by the Milwaukee Bucks. Right. And he came in, he was just a stud. He's, I think he finished like second or third in like uh, rookie voting. And everyone said, oh, yeah, he, he was the ACC player of the year. He was all defense for Virginia. Mm-hmm. And, and everyone said, how do these people slip? How do this, like, 
Vernon, Simmons, everyone, yeah. Lowe, they're all, how do these players step? We all know they're elite college players and they're, they're ready, they know how to play the game. How, yeah. how do you let these players slip? That's Josh Jackson. He's the best player on the national championship team. Josh Jackson was the number four pick uh, to the Phoenix Suns. Sorry, you know, I mean, about, uh, <laughs> about, uh, <laughs> Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson, yeah, yeah Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson, uh, he was <laughs> the, uh, yeah, he's an accomplished, he's an accomplished NBA player. Um, I just, I, I think that, that, that you, you mentioned a great example of Malcolm yeah. Brogdon, but um, I, yeah, I think that people have mentioned that split the baby without referring back to the real the original meaning is split the baby, which is not something you do. So that's my that's my take on it. I I, I get it, but I, I I get your defense of it, and I, so, I do like that. Is there anything else in the draft? I think the rest of it's not super interesting. Is there anything that stands out to you? Yeah, Orlando Magic never needed to be talked about. Um, the fact that Chicago traded Jimmy Butler for a pick that ended up being Larry Marketing is like do I need to do I need to explain why that's a pile of shit? The fact well, that Phil it, Jackson took okay, a point guard is so, two and, years away from contributing. So everyone talks shit about the seventh pick because it's it's Larry Marketing and he's an elite three point shooter, but he's a horrible rebounder, horrible yeah. defensive player, probably not gonna be an NBA player. But besides his skin tone he actually does fit Hoiberg's system, and that's what Hoiberg hasn't had. It's crazy. They got rid of Thibodeau, one of the greatest coaches, the most respected coaches in the NBA, yeah. and they got this pace and space guru, this genius, and then they signed Rondo and Wade, and it's like, what is this team? And, and yeah. even Butler, like, he doesn't fit this. Now they actually have some players, Levine, Markkinen. These players fit his system. So <laughs> they, they absolutely do. They absolutely fit his you system. You just lost it to Levine Markkinen. They absolutely The fit. NBA Finals on NBC. Dun, 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 dun. Levine Markkinen. <laughs> like, 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 but if you're going to hire a pace and space coach who has no NBA experience but is like is, is lauded and recruited by other teams right. as this like genius guy who can, who can take small... Small teams. I think he came from Iowa State, and somehow they yeah. just they run through the NCAA tournament yeah. year after year. You you got to give him the players that he needs in his system. And yeah. Wade and Rondo are not them. And I don't know if Lauren Marketing is good or not. I watched him in Arizona. He was he he played pretty well. But he he's the player that fits his system, and I'm glad they're at least doing that because there's nothing worse than when the the GM and the coaches are on different pages, especially when the when that GM hired that coach. I mean, anytime you have a chance to trade your best player away for a chance to draft a worse Doug McDermott, then you, I think you've nailed the draft. I think you should probably you should just get the. He's crap. much bigger than Doug. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't. But he doesn't rebound like he is. Like what? What? So he's bigger and slower. Like you know, the point's been made endlessly on the ringer. Obviously, about the, how he rebounds like a he doesn't he rebounds like a six foot five guy. You know, he does not rebound. You know, his height is a cool stat to have on your stat sheet, but he doesn't play like a seven-footer on the other end of the court. But, he doesn't defend seven But maybe he doesn't need to. So if, if you the, have the right players around him, maybe his three-point shooting is elite enough. Every, yeah, every I mean, a great like three-point shooter point. is a great thing to have, for sure, absolutely. And, and that stretch four you're always looking for. But the point is the stretch four also has to play the four on the other end of the court. And, and I feel like... He'll give up more. Again, all these guys could come around and bite me in the ass and, and, and prove this wrong. He could develop his game, but what he showed in college is, is, is not a great deal on the defensive end or on the rebounding offensively or defensively. And again, like, uh, you know, not to paraphrase points that have been made elsewhere, but like, if you're drafting a guy, can you picture him playing in the recent NBA Finals? Does Lloyd Marketing belong anywhere on the court? In the most recent NBA Finals, does he sniff the court? I don't. I don't think so. And the same thing with the eighth pick. It, uh, it just depends the players around him. 
Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. You build your offense around Laurie Markin. We'll see no, how no, Chicago. I, I, I Rondo I, and Laurie. Da 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 da. Zach Levine still ACLs. Fuck. Da 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 da. Yeah. So, um, so I mean, is there anyone else in the in the first round that interests you? Because I got a couple hot takes. So. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Bl- blast it off from blast it off. I've been doing my um, I've been doing my anti rant for now. So let's turn it so, over. Let's turn the tables. Y- you made a pretty strong case and. One thing you've always said about the draft is like it's uh, it's unpredictable and and you always yeah, you've always called it an illusion and like <laughs> is it really worth it to tank is is there any like real evidence that tanking works or that it, it's greater for the long term? One thing that I cannot believe in this league where there's so many second round players making huge contributions, huge and even late first round players. I mean, we, we can go through the list. There's the Draymond Greens, the Danny Greens. Like, there's yeah. a lot of Greens. There's just Greens after Greens. Just Green on Green, yeah. And then, oh, then just your role player, who you're paying a minimum salary, mm-hmm. and you're, you're getting, like, production. Patrick McCaw a late-round pick. But how are teams selling their picks? And how can you root for a team that sells their picks? Bot, or Portland Trailblazers have the probably the richest owner in the, the NBA. And, yeah. and we've bought in many picks over the years mm-hmm. and we bought there was a time we bought back to back Phoenix first round picks they were both late 20s amazing amazing and, if you look at the history and, of the NBA draft and, it's amazing and like, back then it was only and this is like just you know five six years ago and the yeah. and the maximum you could pay a team was 2.5 million so we did it in back to back years now it's 3.5 million but if you're a fan, how are you cheering for that? Like, woo, my, my rich owner got a little bit richer. Woo. Got a little like, bit richer. It's like, be on that cap. It's, keep that cap. It's like, but the thing is, like, the, the, what's amazing now is the way the attention towards the league has accelerated where the, to the point where uh, two dudes in between Tyda and Shida can do a full breakdown on the NBA draft right now and, and, and take and, and on killing the task for that shit. Yeah, we, we, are, we are murdering this. Big L would agree. We are murdering this right now. So... Like yeah, the, the the level of tension is being focused. The, those 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 things we thought were going away until this year. What the fuck happened? The Golden State Warriors are able to buy the pick for Jordan Bell. Every yeah, this this came from Zach Lowe's piece. That might, next podcast we're gonna stop quoting better podcasts, but probably not. Probably not gonna do that. But yeah, anyway, yeah. It'll be another podcast. <laughs> this is one of his rants, but I always thought it was insane because my team always buys picks, so I kind of like it, but I, I don't know how you could support a team like the Bulls. You trade away your best player, yeah. and then you sell the 30th pick. The 30th pick is like, is equivalent to like a late first-round pick. It, yeah. it, it's, it's almost the same thing. And everyone's like, oh, they care so much about like first-round picks and second-round picks when you're trading players, like who, out what. Like, these things matter. And it, you it need just to hit those. so happens that the 30th player is Jordan Bell out of Oregon, out of who Oregon. is just a beast on the, the glass. And that's what they need. Like that, it's he is so, gonna be so dumb. Good. It's and, so and dumb. He's a minimum salary player, and I don't know, he'll probably play seven years no. in the NBA. I'll say that's the over under. Yeah. And probably after Golden State, he'll sign like a two year, $5 million contract somewhere yeah. else. I don't know. He's not going to be great, but he's going to help them so much. Yeah, and that's the overarching theme for like why I'm so why I hate on this draft so much because I don't feel that any team did what it takes to step up to what the Golden State Warriors are doing, and the Golden State Warriors 
added to their embarrassment of riches. Like, obviously, in the draft, you're not going to solve the problem of having four all-star players on the same team. You're not going to go in and fix that in one fell swoop. But I feel like others... (laughs) <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> the, the shimmering it's hologram. It's coming. Philadelphia. You know who their fifth starter is going to be? It's going to be the Tupac hologram. That's going to be the fifth <laughs> starter for the Philadelphia. The it's ultimate hypothetical player. It's still Eastern Conference. Yeah, no, it's going to be Ray Allen playing Jesus Shuttleworth. That's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be Shuttleworth. Still a finals team. Still a finals team. I mean, no team really addressed the elephant in the room, which is the fact that the Warriors beat the Cavs in five and the Cavs are a super. It's just you know, no, I don't see any team really stepping up and uh, and and trying to address that in this draft. There, no team made the moves that would have been necessary to to move. You know, who could have affected the balance of power in the NBA in this draft? The Celtics, if they moved all in, if Celtics had gone for a swung for yeah, a Butler slash Paul George thing, but now that you know changes the price. The they, they, they don't have to go all in. They didn't have to go all in. That's why Butler, I hate the Celtics. Cousins. Draft. Yes. George, these people are all available, and the price is low. Yeah. On our next podcast, I have a great trade proposal for you. All right. I want to hear it. I'm excited to hear it, and I think everyone would be excited to hear that. But for right now, you know what I'm excited to hear? I'm excited to hear Big L take this away. Let's do this one time. Cheers, guys. Part two, trade recap, future trade, free agency. Let's do it. Coming at you from Gooting. You love this song, right? You. <laughs>